I'm Santos from Guided PPC. I'm your I'm your host. <laughs> I'm fumbling. Oh God, I'm your host. I'm your uh, you know take me as, as your mentor if you are learning Google Ads, uh, your guide, PPC guide, and now I can be your agency as well. <laughs> you can be my client, right? So you can uh, request a free audit of your Google Ads campaigns by going to guidedppc.com. and you will get a free audit if you are a shopify store all right as you can see in my background today uh, these are the course participants i have announced the participants the course is finished done second batch is done and uh, what an amazing journey we had for 4 weeks i'm so happy that it all came to an uh, you know uh, you know not great end that's not a good way to say it <laughs> i think i'm so happy that i was able to add some value to everyone's learning and everyone walked away with some value add and hopefully they will uh, you know achieve greater success find better job and what not so thanks to each one of them and thanks for their participation they joined and they <laughs> showed great courage to listen to me for four weeks in a row see my face <laughs> one hour every day uh, yes and i was very happy very lucky that they were with me and i had some great conversations great discussions we had some amazing debates and we had some great learning 360 degree all the way like you know i learned from them they learned from me and all of us put together as a group we learned from each other so amazing 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 journey i'm so happy all right we have some folks who are joining here hey sahib hello good to see you here and sahib has some emojis yes thank you congratulations he says to all the participants and thank you so much for saying that and we have mr Alian M Alian Hello from hello love from Pakistan yes i read emojis well <laughs> thank you so much love from india destiny news do you recommend frequency capping on for display and youtube of course you should keep it on sahib has a question i have not been keeping well from someone sometimes so kind of missed your sessions i understand and i think it's totally all right you can get the recordings watch the recordings and catch up but wherever you left it so yeah that's the best we can do i have i've invited some of the folks from the course to join me today and i have sent the link they have not shown uh, showed up yet as soon as they show up i will add them on the on the screen and we can have some chat about the course sahib okay sahib has i have not been okay i think we have seen that already destiny news do you recommend tcp or max conversion for youtube only campaign uh, go for max conversions first uh, don't give it a tcpa goal because it can do better with tcpa once it has some performance history conversion history through the youtube campaign so yeah i think start with max conversions all right so uh, if you have questions 
please put the questions on the chat and I'm happy to answer that. Oh, by the way, I want to give shout out for new members who joined the YouTube channel as members, as supporters. I'm very, very uh, thankful. So let me share my screen and show you those members. Last week I had, not last week, I think on Wednesday chat, live chat, I had announced uh, some members. One more person has joined, but let me show you the members here. Great, I'm going to share my screen. And this is, here you go. Yes. So, Ankit Kuar, I've already given you a shout out. Thank you so much for joining as a supporter. Uh, you know, Google Ads guy, great. Google Ads guy joins Gadget PPC as a supporter. Thank you so much. AG San, thank you so much for joining as a supporter. Let me make it bigger. Yeah, so these are the three supporters so far. I greatly appreciate your support. And as I have already, you know, mentioned in the membership, that your questions will be prioritized if you are here. And you are also in line to come join me on the live screen uh, if, you, if you wish to. So that's those are some of the ways I can give it back to you. There are some other perks of the membership. Like, you know, there will be some members-only videos. There will be some members-only chats, members-only live streams, and members-only questions, of course. So all of those are upcoming. I have not figured it out yet. I have been so busy with the course. But now that the course is over, I will figure out the membership perks and membership benefits for you all. So yeah, that's up upcoming. And having said that, I will also be able to figure out, you know, some more value add in terms of videos. During the course, I have not been, you know, uh, getting time to prepare, you know, do the videos. So, yeah, I'm literally way behind on videos and I will be doing those videos from here on. Okay, we have uh, Jess Nagrik. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, sir. Hi, Jess Nagrik. Hello, sir. What do you do when Pmax get a lot of YouTube traffic but with poor results? <laughs> uh, do feed only. <laughs> yeah, so... If I see that the Pmax is like you can see, there are some scripts in out there that you can run to see the where the performance is, or you can even in general track uh, views and cost per views in your uh, Pmax campaign to see if this is going YouTube heavy, and if this is the case, then I fall back to feed only campaign, feed only Pmax. I don't think you can dictate performance max campaign to go for any specific channel so that's that's my sort of fallback plan how much do you love google ads a lot <laughs> this is the only thing i know <laughs> no no I, I know other things as well but google ads is is kind of uh, closest to my heart so yes i love it very much Lazim, hey, welcome back. Welcome to the Guided PPC live stream. I'm seeing you for the first time, I guess. How do you know if it is shopping or remarketing traffic that is visible in the listing groups? So <laughs> there is a script that's confidential. I think somebody, 
somebody has shared that script and using that script you can see where the campaigns are delivering like you know uh, which channel they are delivering on what is the performance of the asset groups to some extent but otherwise uh, the, the distinction between remarketing and non like cold traffic distinction it's kind of hard to tell especially at the uh, listing group or ad group level i don't know if there is audience report here no there is none so i haven't figured out a way yet but if i come across something i'll probably make a video and share with you all hey nant thanks for joining the live how much pay solution set offer after their internship <laughs> i'm no longer at solution set so i can't tell on their behalf but if you have applied uh, you can talk to the hr or hiring manager whoever is there and ask them this question i'm sorry to disappoint you nishant uh, nirupam but <laughs> that that's 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 the truth i'm not not at solution set anymore uh, destiny news in what cases do you take tros off a campaign great question i think this could be the question of the day unless something better shows up so at what point and in what cases do you take off tros off a campaign so think about this on your campaign you are spending your daily budget right and your average return on ad spend is above target tros which means you have the problem scale now you can't scale beyond your daily budget the campaign is hitting the hitting the tros goal if in fact even it, it's beating that and you want to scale now and you are comfortably like you know getting 20 30 30 more uh, ros on an average last 30 days for example at this point if at all you want to scale things up in terms of sales and not want to you know necessarily increase tros uh, ros within the same amount of sales that you are getting take tros goal off and let the campaign spend more increase the budget as well right and before of course before you remove the tros goal you should try increasing the budget and see if it spends more so let me let me uh, repeat your campaign is spending its daily budget it's hitting or beating its tros goal try increasing the budget it doesn't spend the budget right and wait give it like a week or two if it doesn't spend the budget now you have the stagnation here the the, the campaign doesn't have uh, you know new audience to go after to get you the target ros or higher sales or spend your daily budget in that case i i will take the tros goal off the campaign i would probably also first try uh, reducing the tros goal and see if it spends the daily budget if it doesn't then i would probably take the tros goal off there would be another scenario where the go to market strategy is very aggressive you know uh, the client is saying that okay guys go ahead and spend more uh, you know get more sales uh, i'm okay to take some hit on tros uh, go get more sales and get sales fast or you have a event for example there is a black friday cyber monday event right and at that point the client has given you the mandate that they want to you know capitalize get the best sales uh, most possible sales during this event in those uh, 
cases i would carefully take the tros off to spend more budget that's that's how i would uh, look at it but it's very very different and it's something that you should uh, you know do it very carefully you know so take all the considerations in uh, at at your disposal and then add or you know a take tros tros off okay i have nachiket here hey nachiket hi santosh hi hey where did you put me make it all right so i i'm thinking i'm going to change my uh, background because i can see myself <laughs> just above me <laughs> let me take my background off i have like ashish also said that he would probably join but so i have given him the link let's see if he shows up ashish sai ashish sai yes okay. and i have sent to the entire batch whoever wants to hop on and hop all right so we were taking this question uh, when do you take heroes goal off the campaign so my take is that you know you should take it off the campaign only when your go to market strategy is very very uh, you know you want to aggressively go to market you want to spend more get more sales out of the campaign and your campaign is not spending more budget you have tried increasing the budget and you have also tried reducing the tros goal a little bit it's not it's not working in that case you can take the tros goal off to let it spend the daily budget would you have a different take yeah that's what i would say if you have set a really aggressive tros chances are the algorithm wouldn't spend money because it considers it too aggressive and yeah. it knows that i mean it isn't confident that it would uh, get you that tros in those cases uh, you would see the algorithm fail to uh, spend money in those cases i would take the uh, take the tros off and use maximize conversions yeah there is also the case of stair stepping method that we we use successfully at solution set for smart shopping campaigns not necessarily pmax campaigns because pmax campaigns have been going through a lot of volatility and we are still trying to figure things out uh, all of us put together so but but we had figured things out with smart shopping and we were like very very effectively using the stair stepping method where you have two levers one is the budget other is the tros goal right so you let put the tros goal let the campaign hit that tros goal consistently for 2 to 3 weeks 2 to 4 weeks and try increasing the budget if it doesn't spend the budget uh, the increased budget then you take the tros goal off then it's then it will the campaign will spend more budget look after you know go after more newer audiences and try and get you the maximize maximum conversions out of your daily budget and once you notice that okay your increased daily budget is being spent now and you are getting conversions at return on ad spend maybe lower than your average at that point you can add the tros goal back and then let it run for again like you know 2 to 2 to 4 weeks during this period you have your campaign spending increased amount daily uh, on a daily basis and it's also able to you know uh, fine tune the uh, tros or average roas on the campaign so if you were spending for example 500 per day now and you were getting uh, 4x the roas but 
after removing the TROS goal, you can probably spend, let's say, 1,000 per day. And let's say you start getting 3, 3x ROS now. Uh, four weeks later, it decided, okay, I have, uh, you know, reach on a broader audience, new set of audiences are there. Am I back? Yes. I, I think it was my internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was my internet. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, and then you repeat that process. So, uh, add TROS, uh, hit the TROS goal, remove to TROS goal, hit the budget goals, and once you see that TROS is trending downwards, add the TROS goal back on and repeat that process over and over again, and that's how you scale the campaign. Uh, I don't know if that's practical with Pmax, but you can try doing that. Let's say you have a feed-only Pmax campaign, which is serving 90% or more on P, uh, on shopping, and there is not a lot of volatility on a regular basis. Uh, on last, let's say last couple of weeks, you can try playing with this strategy. Great. Let's take some more questions. We have, uh, you know, question from Sahib. Asking Santos how much does he love Google Ads is same as asking how much does Shahrukh Khan loves doing movies. <laughs> Santos is the Shahrukh of Google. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> well, that's so sweet of you, Sahib. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, Jess Nagrik for lead gen. I have ad groups with PM and EM. Now, what is PM and EM? Phrase match and exact match? Okay. Somebody had said this last week also. <laughs> oh, Wednesday. So I have an ad group with PM and EM. When I see some search terms performing well, should I add them as EM in the same ad group or their own? You can add them in the same ad group. Would you disagree with that, Nachiket? If you have a search term which is work performing well, he's saying that should I add this in the same ad group or create a separate ad group for that? I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> so you would not touch it. You just let it happen. Let, let it convert. <laughs> yeah, because if you have, uh, let's say, phrase match, uh, even for that matter, exact match, there is some close variant is, uh, you know, happening uh, and getting your traction. So just let it happen. Just let it go. Let it flow. But yeah, there could be cases where, let's say, uh, you've identified that you have super, super uh, data for confidence. Like, you know, you have 1,000 clicks, 100 conversions or more, and you're seeing a trend that you're getting, let's say, 20, 30% conversion rate. In that case, you might want to say that, okay, now that I'm getting 20, 30% conversion rate from this these search terms, search queries, why don't I get maximum possible impressions here? Because... I'm more and more confident that if my ad shows up, I'm going to get conversion out of it. In that case, let me get 100% impression share. If you're that confident, 
like if you have the data for that level of confidence you can probably put them into a different campaign not even ad group and run that campaign on target impressions here see how, what happens cool let's look at so i wish you need more conversations i guess tiroes uh converse conversations or conversions i think he meant conversions i guess uh sahib come back what you mean here hey nirupam so follow up question best resources to learn ga4 and google tag manager required for ppc i think you should start giving it a try that's the best way to learn wherever you are stuck google it or youtube it right uh, start with some basics and i think um, i don't think there are too many uh, too many videos out there which are beyond surface level like even for example for ga4 the how to set up shopify conversion action using gtm all the videos that i see except the one done by smriti is using google analytics and we know that google analytics conversions if you import them in them into google ads you are going to get 20 30% less conversions uh, less conversions will be reported so it's not the ideal scenario now nobody wants to show you that how to exactly do it except smriti did a video around that so i'm saying you will probably not get the cooked up thing ready which is uh, beyond surface level but whenever you are stuck and if you put that query you will you are more likely to get the explanation on that query so in your context in your scenario try and implement ga4 and tag manager and figure it out for yourself uh what's your experience trying to figure out ga4 and tag manager nichiket so ga4 uh, would be mainstream analytics uh by the time it's june right next year yeah so it's still in infancy so i still see a lot of new updates uh rolling out to the uh ga4 i see new posts every week on linkedin about the same so i would say just play with the software and you will know what changes are made to the um, interface to the dashboard when you play with it that's my yeah, exactly. yeah yeah i think smriti is doing the same thing uh, he's been i think he's already published couple of videos around ga4 uh, how to create pmax report and other stuff i have not had a chance to watch those videos but i think he's able to do that because he's playing with ga4 himself and he's trying to figure things out for different clients and that's like i said and nachiket also a code is the best way to figure it figure it out you will soon realize like once you start doing it you will soon realize that how much bs is there on youtube <laughs> <laughs> people are just making videos for the sake of making videos <laughs> okay destiny news uh, follow up would you take tros off to for pmax for just search for for pmax or just search so like i said i like, we did it very successfully for with uh, you know uh, stair stepping We're like taking uh, TROS off, adding TROS back on, with smart shopping back in the day. With Pmax, I have not tested this at great length because 
Pmax in itself is kind of not so stable yet and we are trying to figure things out. So, but I have tried that. I have tried on a couple of clients at tier 11 and it, it, it did scale things up for, for those accounts. So yeah, you can try that on Pmax. For search, I would say uh, it wouldn't make a lot of difference because search campaigns are limited by your search volume on the keywords that you have there, right? So even if you add TROS or remove TROS, it won't go that far. Correct? Am I, am I guessing it right? Let's get. See, I have never personally tried TROS on Pmax. Uh, what about on search? on search? On search. On search, I'm not, I think, um, let me see, I'm, am I running TROS on search? <laughs> well, I've seen good cases with uh, TROS on search. So I was of the opinion that maximize conversions is probably a better bid strategy for, or maximize conversions with target CPA uh, is probably a better bid strategy with search campaigns. But I noticed that for brand search campaigns for e-commerce accounts, Nick at tier 11 uh, had said, had brand campaigns running on target ROAS goal of insane like 5,000% target ROAS, 10,000% target ROAS. And those campaigns were actually hitting those goals. And I was so surprised that, oh my God. So um, it was like a Eureka moment for me that you don't need to actually do target impression share or manual CPC or eCPC for that matter on brand campaigns and not worry about, you know, uh, getting clicks at lowest possible CPC or anything like that. Just give it a insanely high target ROAS goal and let it hit that goal for you. And you, you have win-win scenario. So yes, uh, TROS goal, I've seen huge cases on that. In case you are running broad mason, like, you know, you have non-brand keywords with in broad match and you are running T, uh, TROS goal. And I've seen use cases for that as well. But the point I was trying to make is that if you have a search campaign, regardless of whether this is brand keyword or non-brand keyword, those keywords within the campaign will have limited reach, limited search impressions to go after. So even if you take the TROS goal off, it will go not too, uh, you know, too far in getting you more traction, more traffic. So, um, you know, take a call based on the performance history and see whether TROS, uh, adding TROS or removing TROS makes sense. But I think, I think uh, if you have run the campaign for a while and you have seen the trend and you are getting conversions at good, uh, you know, getting sales, not conversions, at good return on ad spend, then I think keeping TROS would probably be a better bet in my in my opinion. Not removing it, because if you remove it, um, like I said, it wouldn't go too far. Uh, it would only just probably show you some variations in uh, getting you lower ROS or higher ROS, I don't know. It's up for test though. I may have confused you, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just trying to think along and see what could be possible uh, scenarios, possible fallouts or uh, benefits. Sahib has question, follow up question. Hi, Nachiket. Oh, it's a question to you, Nachiket. 
great to see you on the call hey great to see nachiketa on the call for me as well going through the first series of the course i always saw curious and knowledgeable you have been kudos for that, for that. yeah exactly kudos nachiketa and that's what i am telling you all that if i did the course if i recorded the course alone myself the course would not be even half good that first batch or even for that matter the second batch became so good is because we discussed there was no lecture right nachiket yes thanks i yeah um, in the first batch there were so many um, amazing participants like nachiket was there uh, smriti was there uh, i have forgotten names after second batch <laughs> Sorry, my, my bad. <laughs> Let's take some names. Remember some names of the first batch. Nachi, Keti, you can remember. Rachana, Gaurav. Oh yeah, Gaurav. Kaviraj, yes. And and who else? Abhijit was there. Yes, Abhijit too. And all of their names that you are hearing, these are specialists today. <laughs> like Rachana is a specialist. Gaurav is a specialist. Uh, Kaviraj is in Qatar. I think he is doing something fun with football. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's working for FIFA. <laughs> yes, <laughs> FIFA ads, Google ads for FIFA. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so Smriti is there. Smriti is a specialist. Kavita was there. Kavita is a specialist. Mehdi Abbas was there. I guess he is a specialist. Vijayanti. Vajanti is a specialist now. Uh, take any name who is not a specialist, <laughs> except Kaviraj who is like yeah. saying hello to Messi to tomorrow maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly, and that's the whole point. Like I, uh, I, I couldn't be so selective in the first batch because I just wanted twenty thirty folks to be there on the call, so that I could discuss Google Ads with them. not teach them discuss google ads with them and you know it's so funny everybody who applied who had applied at solutions 8 and were not selected because obviously they didn't check all the boxes i had reached out to them saying that hey uh, i know you didn't make it why don't you join me i want to i want to you know share whatever i know on google ads so that you don't learn google ads <laughs> when you come at solutions 8 you learn google ads before you are coming at solutions 8 Uh, but very few joined. Very few did the course with me. Uh, but I think uh, second batch had much greater response. A lot of people applied, and I could afford to be very selective. And I was so lucky that I found these amazing folks who saw on my LinkedIn post on my background today. So great, thank you guys. Nachiket, I think you are the you are the only one who joined from the first batch. Yes, you are the only one, right? Yeah, I yeah. did both. You did both. So <laughs> Nachiket has the uh, <laughs> outstanding distinction of having done both the batches. <laughs> My job like starts uh, around two thirty in the PM. So I was like, why not join you on the course too? <laughs> 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 I got no other job to do. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And you were kind enough to get me. So thanks. you are welcome no it was uh, it was great that you participated in the second batch as well um yeah let's let's take some more questions here 
we have the next one from Jess Nagrik. Will adding more asset groups or budget reset learning? Yes. Of course, budget is a big, big change. Budget change can throw things on and off really fast. Uh, what about extensions or images? So anything that you replace on an existing campaign is probably not going to throw things off really bad. But any significant change is going to have an impact. Budget being the biggest impact. Najiket, you have some thoughts to add here? Yeah, I would say the same. If you change the existing uh, assets, then possibly uh, you wouldn't have much, uh, you wouldn't see much change. But if you change the budget or uh, try to uh, tweak the bidding strategy, then you would see you an obvious change in the performance of the campaign. Yeah, in fact, Google recommends replacing your low-performing assets with new assets to test. So anything that you replace uh, will not have a big impact. Will actually be do maybe more good than any arm. Okay, next we have Sahib. Oops, typo. Yes, I meant converse conversations. I always think in this way. If you are dictating a certain percent of TROS to Google, the algorithms might become selective as to whom will it serve your ads to. So you are partly right, Sahib. And here is why. Nachiket, I, I think you wanted to say something here. You want to say something here uh, on this one? No, I'm, I'm actually reading. <laughs> okay, okay. So what, what Sahib is saying that, uh, what he always thinks is that if you are dictating certain percent of TROS to Google, the algorithms might become selective as to whom will it serve your ads to. So you're partly right, but you should think like this. Let's say your campaigns were running on maximized conversions, right? You gave Google, let's say, $100 budget per day or $200 per budget per day. And you said, hey, Google, $200 is my budget. Go get me as many conversions as you can. So Google's machine learning had the freedom to go after anybody and everybody it thought could convert to show your ads to. So, you know, it would knock all possible doors. Now, once you had run this campaign for a month or two, now Google has the learning of who it showed ad to, who converted, who is likely to convert therefore going forward. And you have some track record of like performance history of daily average sales and average return on ad spend. Now you decide that, okay, the average return on ad spend was below par, below your target. So you give it a target risk goal, which is not a bad thing. You're not going to disrupt or challenge Google. You're only telling Google that, hey, Google, to be successful on your network, I have to have, let's say, 4x ROAS. You have been giving me 3x and you've been spending my daily budget. Can you go for 4x? That's not a bad thing to do. That's the reason why Google has given you this lever that you can add TROS goal. So you decide to add TROS goal 400%. Now, Google has been running these campaigns, this campaign for, let's say, two months. And it knows who it can show your ads uh, to, to get the conversions at your 400% ROAS. So it would start playing within that known audience, right? It would not go knocking other doors or going after a new set of audiences or audience segments because it has to get you the 4, 4x uh, ROAS. 
So there will be a limitation in who it can show your ads to. And that's the, that's, the tri that's the thing I was trying to explain in the earlier example of stair-stepping method. For Google to go out of this known audience and get you more sales at, uh, you know, around your target ROAS, you will have to remove, uh, and you can try removing that ROAS goal for a while to let it go and explore more audiences. Spend your daily budget and see what, uh, where it can, you know, show your ads to, to get more sales. And then control the ROAS back again by giving it a target. I hope this makes sense to you now, Sahib. I feel like I have been able to now explain it more clearly. <laughs> hey, Lazim. Okay. When you are hitting TROS, will you simply increase spend or test more asset groups and audiences? This is a great question. Do you have a take on this, Nachiket? I'll try increase the spend. So you'll play with the budget. Yes. So budget and uh, bids are the two super, super uh, effective and important levers you have with these conversion-focused bids, bid strategies and com campaigns, automated campaigns to some to great extent. So if you have to play with something, play with the budget most primarily, like which will have the biggest impact. And then to control the performance, like budget is for a scale, uh, bid is for control performance. Budget for a scale, bid for performance. Right. <laughs> Did we find this right? Yes. I think also uh, if you're hitting your TROS, then probably your base bid should not be testing uh, or like tweaking the asset groups. If it's working, then try increasing your spend and see if it hits even uh, a lot, even bigger TROS. And if it does, then kudos to you. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, Nachiket, you're you are spot on here by saying that if you're hitting the TROS goal, then why do you want to break this uh, performance? Like, don't touch it. Like, let it run. If you want to do something more, like get more sales or try something more, set up a separate campaign. Try it there. Do not touch this. <laughs> the longer you leave it without, uh, let it run without touching, the better it can get, right? If at yeah. all it's working. So we have this urge of like, you know, okay, now that I have done this and I have like three days of consistent 4X, row X, now let's do, go and do something amazing. <laughs> 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 and then Google will say, oh, no. <laughs> It was so good, uh, going so well, and now you, you've confused the hell out of me. It happens with all of us. So resist that urge of touching campaigns when it's working. Sahib, therefore, number of conversions might be slightly higher without TROS as compared to with TROS, just my thought. Uh, okay, let's... Okay, I think we need to read this in continuation. I always think if this way, if you are dictating a certain percentage of TROS to Google, the algorithm might become selective as to whom will it serve your ads to. And therefore, number of conversions might be slightly higher with 
without T rovers as compared to with T rovers. Just my thought. Yeah, it could be. It could be uh, <clears throat> purely because of the fact that without T rovers, it has the freedom to go and show ads to anybody and everybody. Things can convert. With T rovers, it will be limited within that audience that it knows can convert. Let's put it this way. I think personally, this is how I think about T rovers. Google considers your conversion rate. Like if someone is shown ten ads and if he converts on one of them, Google will know the person's uh, historical conversion uh, rate, which is ten percent in this case. And also, it might be having a track. It must be not might must be having a track yes. of how much the person spends. <laughs> so I think these are the two uh, levers. Tiroas considers, which is why it will definitely uh, kind of narrow down your audience. But in the case of conversion, maximize conversions, it will just hit everyone because the uh, objective here is not to hit with certain parameters, but is to just uh, get maximum amount of conversions uh, the machine can get in the said budget. So it's like having more filters. In the TROS uh, case, while in the uh, maximized convergence case, it's like plain, you just have no filters. So you'll have more product showing kind of an analogy. analogy. Yeah. And I think you were being modest there, Nachiket, by saying that Google may know. Google knows. It has yeah. 50,000 data points around every person. So it knows a lot more about who will make the purchase at what time of the day what day of the week <laughs> when they are the most vulnerable to pull their credit card and spend that money on your website yes. so, <laughs> so, so let's not underestimate the kind of uh, predictive uh, modeling and the data points google has on every person every, each one of us so let's just say that we can trust like you know you don't have that that kind of visibility on your target audience, regardless of how how precisely you pick your keywords, and how precisely you you make your uh, single keyword ad groups, and how precisely you manage your bid sitting all day long and looking at the auction every uh, all the time. Now that's not that's not possible. Like you can't get to the level where Google is today uh, in terms of of predicting that who can convert or who can buy your products. Yes. You just need to know the nuances between the bidding strategies. That's all. Like in this case, I was talking about the two levers. Uh, let's say a person converts, buys $15 product and only uh, get shown $3 of ads. So in this case, it would be 500% right, Santosh? But there could be some other person who is taking, uh, who is shown fifteen dollars of ads, but converts, uh, but buys on an average seventy-five dollars. So the algorithm in this case uh, will show ads to both of them if your bidding strategy is TROS. But in maximized convergence, the person who spent seventy-five uh, seventy-five dollars would not be shown an ad. You're thinking like the AI. <laughs> So you, and that's the great way to, uh, great way to basically, AI is trying to replicate our thought processes with lots of data points at its disposal. But you have to start thinking like what AI has been taught and how it it has been taught to react in situations and what could be those situations. So you are like decoding the situations. Great job. 
I think in 2023, the only thing we will have to do with Google Ads is that we have to tell Google why my business is different, why my products are so amazing, and who who could buy from me uh, initially, based on my uh, based on our hunch, uh, who my competitors are. So some of these like basic learnings. All we have to do is feed the campaign all these right sort of data, and once it and let it run like do some experiments, be patient while it's doing its thing, <laughs> and once it figures things out, just let it watch it scale and you relax, make coffee, go on a holiday, do whatever. Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> don't be crazy about. Oh no, I will do manual CPC. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sai was a follow, but adjusting TROS for more conver conversions rather than getting rid of it. Uh, okay, let's think. We need to read this in continuity. Rather than uh, you know, but adjusting TROS for more conversions than getting rid of it. Um, adjusting TROS, yeah, that's another thing you can do. Like, you know, you don't have to necessarily take it off. If you want to spend more or increase your conversions or conversion value, try increasing, decreasing the TROS. That should, that, that's, that's the thing you should do first. Like taking the TROS goal off the campaign is a big reset. Adjusting 10 to 80% and testing what, where the limits are, where the sweet spots are, probably a better strategy. You should do that first and then if it, nothing works, then get the TROS off. Good. Thanks for adding that side. It made sense. Oh, great. <laughs> I thought it's Saturday night and <laughs> all right. Great. I want to control crazy bids in broad match with maximized convergence TCP. Do you set a max CPC in portfolio strategy? I think portfolio strategy is gone. Like, you know, you can't do portfolio strategy. It's not useful anymore, I guess. Have I'm you ever not aware? No. There used to be portfolio bid strategies uh, back in the day. That's like no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm aware of portfolio strategy, but I've never used it. Never used it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so see why we never discussed portfolio bid, bid strategies. It used to be the thing back in the day. I don't think portfolio bid strategies are relevant anymore because, like, uh, conversion focus bid strategy, ROS, TCPA goals have like put an end to portfolio bid strategies. But back to your question, I want to control crazy bids in broad match. I think you are still trying to control bids at the keyword level. That's the wrong way to look at uh, broad match and search campaigns. If you're doing broad match on a search campaign, you should be looking at uh, letting the maximize conversion or TCPA thing do bid strategy do its thing. Right? Do you set a max CPC in portfolio? No, 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 no. You don't set max, max CPC. So you can't be doing two, both the things, right? You can't be saying that. Um, oh, well, let, let's give me an example. Uh, my my uh, my planes would fly at like, like my planes would reach from Mumbai to Delhi in one hour, and then it should take like uh, it, it should. Uh, land at every airport on the way <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that's a crazy analogy <laughs> no but I, you see what i'm trying to say here that you have a search campaign where you have broad match keywords and broad match keywords are more like you know more like a audience signal now in my opinion right and to control the performance you have maximized conversion bid strategy with tcpa goal once you have set that goal let that goal do its thing i don't think it makes any sense adding tcpa bids uh, sorry cpc bids on any of the keywords if you're trying to do that then um, i don't think it's it's going to uh, get you any better results you are much better off not complicating things and letting the maximize conversion tcpa do its thing and get you results if it doesn't work try negative keywords you can do negative keywords like observe the search terms report see what's really not working and then start adding start adding negatives in exact match and let that control the performance one way or the other if the bid strategy or tcpa goal is not able to control anything then negative keywords if it that doesn't work then i think you are better off like scrapping the broad match with tcpa goal campaign starting with exact match and build from there how would you approach it nachiket uh, first of i would say if the uh, keywords that spend a lot are converting are even converting if they are like there would be a reason why the machine is spending crazy on certain keywords could it could be the reason that it has certain confidence that the person might or the keyword might uh, have a good conversion rate but if it's not affordable then uh, then i would think of uh, completely switching off that keyword exactly sorry i was on mute for a second one more thing we are forgetting here probably nachiket is that and and destiny news is that so broad match keywords tcpa bids uh, trying to control the performance and negative keywords and individual search terms we talked about all of that but what if your conversion actions actions are messed up yes right if your conversion actions are messed up uh, and you are tracking multiple conversions or you know there is like you are tracking for example page views as conversions and the, in which case your campaign is totally off its mark like it doesn't know you have like page views as a conversion add to cart as a conversion form fill as a conversion phone call as a conversion somebody watched the video for more than like you watch the video is a conversion somebody spent more than 5 uh, minutes on your website is a conversion all of those are conversions in that case you really have no clarity in terms of what really you want your campaign to achieve and therefore everything you do around the campaign is going to go for a toss so look at those top things like you know your tcpa bid negative keywords uh, your conversion action should be cleaned up and like rashikesh said look look at search terms and keywords and i think you should be fine with that i would i would not really recommend cpc and portfolio bid strategy at all see i'm like slowing it down and we are 
digressing a bit but i want to make sure that i get it right and if i if i don't get it right please counter me back how do you split just nagrik okay how do you split up audience signal single signal asset group or separate asset group for cold signal plus retargeting signals so you have answered your question just nagrik yourself audience signal is what telling google that hey google can you follow this signal can you try this audience segment or this set of keyword or this remarketing list or this customer list and see if the performance would be good it's the signal not targeting right so if you are thinking about already splitting the audience signal or combining the audience signal uh, just keep in mind first of all that it's not targeting so this signal can only go that far right it can only tell google which way to look go first google's performance max campaign may not necessarily follow that signal and if it even if it does it may follow partly not fully that's the first thing if you once you have clarified that thing now think about would you really want to combine multiple signals or use one signal at a time for testing purposes or would you rather let what like you know for example if you have google recommends two uh, best right so you should have a custom segment you should have your first party data right and you can also add uh, audience segments so you can try all like combination of three combination of two and co like single audience signals as well the re the the time when i would try single audience signals like for example uh, audience segments when i see them suggested by in these insights tab of a performance max campaign if the insights are telling you that one particular audience segment is doing exceptionally well i would use that audience signal as a separate in a separate asset group with existing construct of your best performing assets and whatever uh, product groups you have selected for that uh, asset group i would test that signal separately because if performance max is telling me that it's doing well then i would test that separately otherwise uh, there is not really any golden rule as such you see uh, how many different combinations you want to test of audience signals or you want to test them individually uh, given your budget will also be a big consideration in this case that if you don't have a lot of budget uh, you would probably not want to spread yourself too thin so you know test everything like different combinations of assets and different signals combination of signals see what's working double down on what's working cut down what's not working is there a different take you take here the different approach you take here mujiket i would do the same i would double down on what's working and yeah again anyway it's a signal <laughs> yeah it's a signal yeah exactly <laughs> it's not targeting yeah like it's it's like vande bharat is going and you say that stop at this station and vande bharat says no 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 my stop is fixed i would not stop here <laughs> okay sahib all right great thank you for sharing santosh you are welcome i think for lazim's question we can either try raising the bar with tiroes or raise budget yeah we can try both 
for non brand campaigns when would you use smart bidding with tcpa or b pure manual with cpc i think rajiket you should try answering this question first so for non brand campaigns personally my suggestion would be going with the first option smart bidding with tcpa if you're starting out um, your best bet would be maximize conversions um, and when you have enough conversion data let's say 30 to 50 conversions is what the industry standard is you can switch over to uh, tcpa and the reason to have manual cpc actually there's no reason <laughs> you can actually start with maximize conversions these days even if you have no uh, conversion data yeah exactly and um, if you are like if you're dealing with comfortable kind of a budget if you think that your stakes are very high and you can't you don't even have some uh, some budget uh, how to say breather to even test some numbers in that case you would not probably leave it to smart bidding you would try and get the controlled keywords and manual cpc bits and get some data through the door with what you think could be the best like you know exact match keywords and manual cpc bit get some traction through that and then build upon it using uh, maximize conversions if the budget is very limited if the stakes are very high but like nachiket is saying if you have comfortable budget and go to market strategy is aggressive go with maximize conversions trust google so i would say if the stakes are really high yeah with the thing is with manual cpc you will most likely get outbid so you will get <laughs> mediocre placements and with mediocre placements comes uh, oh, no. mediocre <laughs> results <laughs> so it's like your wastage actually i know but it, it gives you the self satisfaction that i i was in yeah. control <laughs> <laughs> you are never in control but <laughs> in 2022 and beyond on google ads it's you are like you have any money you add on your campaign or your account is at google's disposal they decide whether how to spend it you don't have any say in that <laughs> yeah you can only uh, maneuver things here and there max conversion just cares about conversions regardless of the value that conversions bring to the table yes so of course that's the na nature of maximize conversion bid strategy right if you are worried about conversion value then use maximize conversion value instead okay let's go suggests <laughs> yeah the name is like google has done the good good job of keeping the name very clear that okay hey guys you want to go for more conversions maximize conversions you guys want to see the more sales more revenue not number of conversions like you know you have a one product which is $10 other product is $400 and the other product is $200 like if you use the maximize conversion bid strategy google will sell 50 of the $10 ones and you will get what 500 as the total value but if you say that hey google maximize conversion value it might end up selling 10 of the 500s which will get you 
uh, 400 so 4000 so that's the difference so if you have like that kind of variation in your price points of your products or service offerings go for maximize conversion value it's very simple provided and this is very important provided if your conversion actions are tracking maximum conversion value <laughs> I've seen that, you know, conversion actions are not tracking conversion value and maximize conversion value is the bid strategy. <laughs> so, no no, I'm not, not kidding you. <laughs> this is what I see in audits. This is what I see in audits. And that's when my head starts exploding that who allowed this person to touch Google ads? Like, why would you <laughs> touch Google ads if you don't understand that Maximize conversion value bid strategy has to be there only when you are tracking conversion value in conversion actions. Otherwise, why would you run this? Or for example, setting up a brand campaign because I saw it somewhere and adding all non-brand keywords on that. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. So not trying to make fun of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's like these are elementary mistakes. And this is what we have covered at great length in the first batch. 14 hours recordings. Anybody who goes through that 14 hours recording would not get any of these wrong, any of this thing wrong. Nobody can point fingers at that person and say that, hey, you did this wrong or you, you didn't know this or you didn't, uh, didn't know what you were doing. None of, nobody can tell you that anymore. <laughs> it's 14 hours videos, cost like $9.95. Your life is sorted in Google ads. <laughs> Am I overselling my course? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sahib, uh, please pardon his con conversations word. It's all autocorrect. <laughs> autocorrect, yeah. Yes, I, I think autocorrected predicted that you are trying to say conversation, not conversion. So it's autocorrecting all the time. All right, next one. Krishna. Hey, Krishna. Why don't you join us on the screen, dude? I sent you the link. Yes, Nachiket, such kudos to you. From your Thanks batchmate. Krishna. Yeah. <laughs> Connected with him on LinkedIn. Nice. Great. I, I think I think uh, this is this is uh, this should be and I'm trying to see if, if we can find some way of keeping this community together. So the first batch mates, like people who were on the first batch, they should stay in touch with each other. Second batch, folks who were on the second batch. They should stay in touch with each other. And I, I want to give you all a platform to stay connected. Can we do this on Discord? Discord, I, I tried. Miles is doing Discord, but I find it like, you know, I couldn't uh, keep track of it. Like, you know, once you go in Discord, maybe I'm old school. No, even I haven't got a clue about Discord. <laughs> <laughs> you let I some text I think I do that. <laughs> At least we are on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not Discord. <laughs> we have to figure out something else. I mean, I would love that there was something like Facebook groups on LinkedIn. Because LinkedIn groups are good for nothing. <laughs> I don't know why they still have groups. <laughs> okay. Uh, Destiny News. Do you split up Pmax by high value? and low value products? This is a great question. Nachiket, I want you to take a uh, shot at this first. 
have you ever dealt with a client where you had high value and low value products and you ended up creating two different performance max campaigns santosh i would take some time to think about this <laughs> okay i have a ready example though yeah and i have discussed this example in during the course as well as i think the last week's live stream or the week before so while at tier 11 we had a client who is selling cell phone accessories uh, laptop accessories and all all sort of accessories basically gadgets even phones uh, are they selling phones i think they are selling phones as well and they are selling they have like all the uh, european countries they are selling in almost across uh, schengen area uh, all countries and therefore they have for each country a separate google ads account and uh, you know lots of products like they have thousands of skus different price points and therefore they have these campaigns the feed only performance max campaign setup as 10 to 20% profit margin one campaign 20 to 30% profit margin another campaign 30 to 40% profit margin third campaign 40 to 50 and so on and so forth so i think for every country they have 10 or 15 performance max campaigns which are feed only now the problem this is a great structure this is not a bad structure the problem with this structure is that as soon as the products uh, profitability you know or the price decreases the profitability decreases the price increases the profitability increases they have a script running in the back end which automatically which would automatically switch these products from one campaign to the another so in principle keeping them in separate campaigns was a great idea separate pmx campaigns was a great idea but moving them frequently as soon as the profitability increases or decreases or margins increase or decrease and which is happening a lot like almost on a alternate day basis products are being moved from one campaign to the another what is happening is what was happening is that there is no consistent learning on the asset groups or the campaigns like one campaign had a composition of x amount of products budget and bid strategy right and it was testing things on 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 its own uh, on shopping and network for example primarily because it's feed only and then it found some rhythm started selling found some audiences it can sell to and then it was moved to another campaign like a part of the products were moved to another campaign so that composition was reset right and it keeps happening and if it keeps keeps happening then you will end up not capitalizing on your any learning that's happening on a daily basis therefore yes you should you know split the campaigns based on profit margin or the price point or profitability but make sure you are not moving things around very frequently if because once you start doing that you have defeated the purpose of doing it i hope this is helpful do you uh, follow this thought process lachiket you have any counter opinion actually when i was so, uh, so late uh, i had this conversation with kaden like okay. why don't we split, split up products into different uh, campaigns uh who have a similar uh, profit margins yeah so this was the idea because if you put them all into one campaign chances mm-hmm. are there would be some section of uh, product uh that wouldn't get traffic at all so that was my concern 
-hmm. because if uh, the product is let's say uh, low price product uh, usually get sold easily so they have yeah. high conversion rate so with maximized convergence they get sold more and with certain bit strategies i had figured out that with maximized convergence value the higher the uh, price point price point of the product the more it would be sold so i i even read a blog post uh, by savvy revenue mm -hmm. so they suggest uh, splitting up campaigns uh, by your profit margin but okay. actually uh, the question is about splitting up pmax by uh, ros he's asking about ros so is yeah, it so about having would, the so same product so think about ros why would he ask about ros ros is because there is a profitability okay. profit margin is involved right yeah. so when there is a higher profit margin you can afford uh, lower ros maybe lower ros yeah if it is lower profit margin you have to have higher ros right therefore he's asking about ro uh, profit margin so go ahead continue sorry finish your thought i, I interrupted you i no i just hope it's not like putting all production to both campaigns and ha having lower ros in one and higher ros in the other one because then that would completely like that wouldn't make sense but if you're doing it with, uh, with the idea of having different products, uh, different campaigns, uh, with one having low ROAS and ROAS, uh, low ROAS and a high ROAS, then definitely it's down to testing. If it works for you, uh, you you should be able to continue with that because it's a you know in my opinion a great idea. I had discussed about the same um, while I was working at Solutions. Right? But I haven't tried it yet myself. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw the big, huge case. And I think uh, I have moved on. But these were some of the things we put a freeze on uh, in their case. And they agreed. There was there were like so many other things happening that we put a freeze on. But this was probably the most important thing we did. Uh, also, you should keep in mind that, you know, and which is what we, we also told them, is that on Google Ads, Performance Max campaigns, any shopping campaign for that matter, the products which is being advertised, getting clicks and ROAS may not necessarily be the products which is selling. So if you're concerned about profit margin and keeping your target ROAS bids based on that, be mindful of the fact that you might be optimizing for low ROAS on a high profit margin product, which is being advertised, but it's ended up, it will end up selling something else, which will be a low margin product and therefore you're not getting the profitability you are aiming for. So another food for thought. Uh, by the way, Ajaj Malik asked for the course URL and I have shared it here. So basically you can go to guidedpc.com slash courses. You will get both first batch and second batch links and you can buy it from there. All right, uh, let's move on. Sahib, max conversion without proper conversion tracking is like buying a Mercedes and pulling it with a... <laughs> okay, I would not leave, read that last word, Sahib. <laughs> but point is made. <laughs> All right, Lazim. Okay, does it make difference to test final URL with keyword instead of ad group? Yeah, you should test it. You should uh, 
final URL with the keyword instead of the ad group. You know what? I never tried this. I always left it at the ad label. It could be a good test though. I don't know why something so simple. I have not tried it yet. I'm going to give it a try, Lazim. And uh, Wednesday, or, sorry, Wednesday or Saturday when we meet again, uh, I can tell you what was the observation. Like whether it worked, improved, or, uh, you know, did inferior results. It's a good thing you brought it up. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Thank you for suggesting. Okay. We already discussed. He's saying uh, you'll be grateful. So you don't have to be grateful. Thank You can just spend $10 and get the course from here. Like I said. But if you're grateful still, thank you so much. Uh, and I wish you all the best. Great learning, great growth. Just Nagrik, for competitive SaaS products with high CPCs, what strategies do you use? Hmm, great question. Nachiket, <laughs> I over to you, sir. Personally, I've spent 2.5k on one SaaS account and we had zero conversions. <laughs> <laughs> All our competitors had insane amount of money that they could afford to acquire customers. So probably I would say for SaaS, if I am Tough the man. owner of the company, I yeah. wouldn't spend a penny on Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but but the thing is that uh, SaaS has insane lifetime, lifetime value. If you are able to convert then the return on ad spend can be greatly justified depending upon like what's the average uh, number of months somebody would stick with the SaaS product. It's a competitive SaaS product. I, I remember at Solution said we had a client who hired us and at that point who was the client manager? I think she left. I don't remember her name. Um, she was a brilliant Google Ads media buyer. Uh, herself, she was a freelancer also. So, um, And she had like speciality in B2B SaaS vertical. Like She came with that specialization. Very few folks who can raise their hand and say that uh, they're Legion experts or they're experts in B2B SaaS. This is very, very tough category. So this client was, uh, the, like their deal was that we will run our campaigns and we will tag it with Solid. And they had the other agency run the run their campaigns on the same Google Ads account. And they said, whoever wins, <laughs> whoever wins. And like it was decent to spend 50, 60K a month for each of us. So it was deal was that whoever wins the race gets the account uh, entirely. And I think uh, we ended up winning that one. But like Nachiket is saying, 2.5k spent, zero conversions. Were you going for top of the funnel, like lead magnet offer, or what was the offer that you ran for? It was bottom of the funnel, exact matches, and it still didn't work out. What was the offer? Trial? Or... Trial, yeah, free trial. Free trial. We didn't, we didn't even get free trials. <laughs> <laughs> I have done B2B SaaS. It's called stock access. It's like back in the day when 11, 12, uh, 
and it did really well uh, let me share my screen and show you and it was not b2b saas b2c saas so stock access so um, they are like stock advisory firm uh, based out of mumbai uh, varun is the founder they happen to be friends of harsh jain who is uh, ceo at dream 11 so um, you know i have done lead gen uh, sorry free trial they also had free trial back then you see plans and pricing i think they had free trial it has changed a lot over the period of time but back then they had like seven day free trial and i did uh, you know search campaigns for them back then the strategy was very simple brand non brand competitor keywords and display remarketing that's all brand campaigns non brand campaigns competitor keywords campaigns and display remarketing uh brand keywords exact match manual cpc non brand campaigns it was 2012 so uh phrase match uh, no broad broad match modifier yeah. uh plus uh, i think what was the target cpa was the bid strategy back then yes it worked really well and um, competitor keywords manual cpc uh you know i think there was um, display remarketing with their non converters overall so all of that put together we were able to do and then there was a display remarketing for converters to convert them into paying customers so there were two remarketing campaigns so all of that did really well back then today if you had to do b2b saas campaigns the strategy could be depending on the budget very simple so if it is so see what's happening from other channels are you getting sign ups from other channels and when i say sign ups you would have top of the funnel middle of the funnel bottom of the funnel offers right you probably have a lead magnet top of the funnel you'll probably have a demo middle of the funnel you probably have free trial or uh, sign up bottom of the funnel depending upon what the offer is you are going for you should figure out the campaign strategy and the ads like keywords and the ads you can still stick to the same structure brand non brand competitor keywords and run a display remarketing campaign the bid strategy could be for the brand campaign go for uh, depending upon how popular is the brand you can go for either manual cpc or target impression share for non brand keywords go for phrase match maximize conversions to begin with and for competitor keywords go with manual cpc see how it goes and obviously for the uh, display remarketing campaign you will go for maximize conversions see how that goes okay and be very very careful early on in identifying the trend and then follow that strategy of doubling down on what's working what's not working don't touch performance max in the beginning i repeat do not touch performance max in the beginning you will <laughs> put fire on your cash <laughs> okay uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes let's see if there are some questions from our members if there is any member who is here uh, who is supporter on the channel uh, if you have a question please uh, you know add i am a member and then ask a question and i like you there are three members only so i know you by name but i may not know you by your handle here on youtube 
I may not remember. So if you are a member, just, uh, you know, say that I am a member and put your question and I will prioritize that question. Okay. So let's move on. Nachiket, you are all good for 10 more minutes. We'll close at sharp 10.30. It's 10.21. Okay. Destiny yeah. News. All right. I have been, I have seen people have standard shopping, I think. Yeah, standard shopping and Pmax, but each one uses a different feed. Does this help prevent the campaign from competing? Maybe. So different feed for standard shopping with different performance max. But I don't understand the purpose of doing this. If you have performance max, which you could run feed only and it will go on shopping primarily. And if you have dynamic remarketing fixed, uh, if you have conversion access taken care of, performance max can get you pretty decent result. You don't even need shopping, standard shopping campaigns. But if people are doing that and uh, different, they are running different feeds, different merchant center accounts maybe. <laughs> so I don't know. I have not tried anything like that. So I can't really comment on this. This is strategy. But I, I, I can see, I don't see a point. Najiket, you have had any experience with this kind of strategy? I actually came across Reddit, uh, I think three, four days ago. Yeah. That's it, something similar. So I'm trying to find out. Once I do, I'll, I'll share. Yeah, let's, I will. Um, doesn't make sense to me, uh, to be honest. But if if there is a use case and if it's working for somebody, uh, and if, we, if like Najiket is saying, he will come across and he will share that example. If I come across anything, I will let you know. But I have not done anything like that. Chest Nagari, Google recommends and you follow. Uh, Google recommends in its performance max documentation, they strongly discourage having the same products in multiple asset groups. <clears throat> I think you read it wrong maybe. Um, with different audience signals you can. So you can have the same products in different asset groups but you can use different audience signals. You can use different uh, what to say assets. You can test those combinations. I think it's it's totally fine. I wouldn't take those documentation and recommendations uh, on face value because trust me, even folks at Google are not sure what performance max is and how it's <laughs> shaping up. <laughs> so we all are discovering performance max together. <laughs> so I would not follow that recommendation. Like, um, you know, if they're saying, and you know, Rachna was saying on the like we did a tier eleven uh, live stream, and she said that I would do exactly what Google says don't do. <laughs> I would do the exact opposite of what they are saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So documentation is one thing. Like in, in the documents, documentation recommends like all the uh, auto apply suggestions. Would you do that? Probably not, right? Santosh, so yeah, I found out. Yeah. So the person is actually saying that you can test like AB test products yeah. by copying one feed and using and changing the item IDs. So Google considers the products in the second feed to be unique from the ones in your original feed. And then you can run them simultaneously. So here is my counter question. What happens to dynamic remarketing? With dynamic remarketing? If you change the item ID, yeah. it becomes a unique product, right? Like two identical mm -hmm. products with different item IDs, which means one of them cannot be dynamic, dynamically remarketed. 
because dynamic remarketing, how the dynamic remarketing works, like it's gonna match the uh, e-com prod ID, which is the item ID. Yeah. And it's it's going to remarket if it identifies the original ID that the person had had visited and it would remarket with the same ad. But if you have two feeds where the products are identical, the item ID is different. In that case, dynamic remarketing would not happen right on the other campaign. So again, I don't see the point of doing this, <clears throat> but I think this is too early to call it off or on. Yeah, go ahead. But the second feed would be the products from the second feed would be having a unique item ID, right? So it should work. Yeah, I'm like I'm all for that. So I'm saying that you have a product feed where uh, dynamic remarketing is happening. And let's say as uh, if you did it right, you are using performance max feed only on that campaign with that feed, right? You have another feed where you have the exact same item with a different ID, customized ID, right? On that campaign, let's say we're running standard shopping. Now that campaign uh, would probably not be able to do dynamic remarketing because even if your dynamic remarketing is working, it's working on the original ID on yeah. the other variants of the product. So the second variant of the product with a different ID is not being dynamically remarketed. So it's designed to lose in the long run. Maybe what one can do is uh, try A-B testing the product titles. Yes, yeah, so of course. I mean, you can try every testing product titles, maybe different pictures, whatever. But I'm saying that in the whole scheme of things, if dynamic remarketing is not working on that same set of products, which is with a different ID, then that campaign is going to lose in the long run. So a test between these two different campaign types is pointless at this uh, to start with. Yeah. I might be wrong. I'm like, maybe I'm overthinking. I have not done this. So I mean, this is just, just my uh, top of the head uh, thoughts. This is not coming from my, uh, you know, but this is how I see it playing out. Okay. Just Nagrik has another follow-up question. Google recommends, okay, I think we have seen this. Yeah, let's move on. I think Santosh, <clears throat> we ha I had heard this conversation before. Uh, like each feed can only be attached to one GMC, so you can't have two different feeds running something. That's why I said that you're running two feeds from two GMC, GMC accounts. And yeah. at that point you were like, I don't know why you're doing this. Then rather run two different Google Ads accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two different websites. <laughs> okay. But again, like this, these are premature thoughts. Uh, this is not coming from hard hands-on experience or uh, experiments. Okay, Sahib has a follow-up. Actually, for SaaS, annually recurring annual recurring revenue is everything to the company, and for that, scalability is imperative. So, annual recurring—that's what I said. Lifetime value is is the thing for SaaS companies, right? Is everything for the company, and for that, scalability is imperative. Hence, Google Ads. But if product is bekar ho, to Google kya kare? <laughs> no, 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 no. So don't, yeah. So, so that's the point. Like, are you getting signups, conversions from other channels? Organic, referral, direct, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, anywhere else. If you're not getting this from anywhere else, then Google is not going to do any magic. Because Google is just another medium to ultimately reach the same set of users uh in a more efficient manner 
right with a in a more efficient way at lesser cost maybe with a chance of being able to capitalize and maximize your uh, return on ad spend from advertising but if the product or the service that you are offering doesn't have a market doesn't have buy in then you are going to waste money regardless of how efficient google as a platform or a network or campaign type or whatever it is so yes sahib you're right we can't do anything about it just nagrik nachiket what was your campaign structure sas so it was basic like brand campaign non brand campaign it had like we were running it on phrase and exact yeah and that's pretty much it and i guess it we also had rlc this rlc dsa uh maybe you went for the bottom of the funnel conversions could have been the reason why it didn't work mm. because it needs little bit of uh what to say uh, nurturing before somebody can become a customer so like top of the funnel offer with google ads campaign could have done better or at yeah. least middle of the funnel offer right so yeah again i mean it's not the fault of google ads i would say uh busy mi based yay great handle i do affiliate marketing through google ads and as you know google ads do not support affiliate marketing how to prevent account from suspension i have no experience with affiliate marketing to boss so i'm really sorry i can't help you with this same again <laughs> <laughs> i'm really sorry to disappoint you but we don't have any hands on experience i can't misdirect you right from what um, i know affiliate like the companies ban accounts that bid on the brand search terms yeah if you are doing affiliate marketing so that's what i know that's I the only thing i know <laughs> yeah i mean at the, the level that i have worked at uh, there we don't entertain affiliate clients uh, they can't usually afford our fees the model and they, therefore they don't show up or we don't take them as clients so i have not had any experience lazim okay what is the best google ads strategy when multiple retailers sell your products lots of competition within brand keywords oh this is such a great question and i have a solid case study on this that i wanted to share some day this is coming from tier 11 uh but not enough time today to share that it's already like we are over time so lazim please come back on wednesday or i will probably make a video about this but great question thanks for asking so if google also recommends limited by budget <laughs> limited by bid strategy <laughs> budget one is easier to figure out limited by bid strategy uh hey nachiket oh amin is here <laughs> hey amin amin was the quarter final match today yeah third they're competing for the third place croatia morocco uh, yeah the match is today right tonight yeah it just happened i think it just happened already yeah croatia just won like maybe 5 10 minutes ago oh oh okay i missed the match then hey i mean um good to see you here you can run the different item ids in standard shopping so you don't lose remarketing um yeah again like we are just speculating or overthinking maybe so let's not go too deep into this uh, unless we have tried something 
hands on. What will PPC managers do in 2023 when Google does everything? Set, maneuver, uh, go on a holiday or work on improving the website, improving the product offering, improving the, uh, uh, you know, working on the ground with your, <laughs> with your, uh, with your uh, rest of the marketing team, uh, fine tune offers, fine tune, uh, you know, retention strategies, fine tune after sales service, fine tune, like, work on creatives, videos, those are the things you can do as uh, marketers. All right. Thank you, everybody. 10.34. Thank you so much. It was great fun. Lots of learning. And I hope you learned something new as well with us. And if all goes well, uh, if you like what we share, then please uh, join us back on Wednesday. And if you are a client watching this, you can sign up Guided PPC as an agency. Start by requesting a free audit. And if you're a Shopify seller, we will do a free audit for you. Give you a 32 minute to one hour video with up to 10 recommendations and an action plan to work with. I've done it for like three stores by now and they have been incredibly happy with the audit. And they have also mentioned on the video. So you can go and check the comments. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great weekend ahead and I will see you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, Najiket. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks, Santosh. Ciao.